Greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. Peace be multiplied. It's a blessed day, a blessed day. And it was good to hear uh, those that uh, survived cancer. We are not survivors. They had victory over it, breast cancer. We're wearing pink. You see that today to, to encourage and to acknowledge Breast Cancer Month, which is October. We'll be doing that next Sunday and this Sunday, and we appreciate that. I don't want to put somebody on the spot. There was a great article in the... Uh, Kansas City, I can't think of the paper, uh, at magazine of one of our members. I'm very impressed with her. And it's a very good article. She done a great job. She knows who she is. Yeah. And you can tell she, she, she's a battler because we don't, uh, we fight over here. Right? Here's what we want to talk about. In the last few weeks, we've been talking and uh, I've been looking at what's going on in this, around us and the things that go on around us. Now, I'm going to talk about this, but there's a point I'm going to make. Do you all, on every news channel, when Snoop Dogg was at the University of Kansas, they showed it for two weeks. They had it in newspapers, and everybody knew about it, right? This week in Manhattan, they had an article that you can be topless. Don't y'all look at me crazy, I'm telling you. This week in Manhattan... They voted that you can walk around the streets topless. Yes. So which is worse, going to see Snoop Dogg with the pay to go see it, or you can go to Manhattan free? Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah, Manhattan, Kansas. Out there. Yes. This was a law. This isn't that crazy? Well, what is happening is people want to happen. To, that's called the lower nature. When man is in the lower nature. He is vulnerable to sin. We talk about two natures over here, the lower nature and the higher nature. The lower nature is the one that we are born with biologically. The higher nature is the one that when we are born again, right? right? And then we become, that's the one that I use the word, I like that, we become supernatural. So there's the natural and there's the supernatural. So when man, that's man and women, when I say man, that's mankind, right? So when man walks in the natural, He's vulnerable. You see, when women walk in the natural, they're vulnerable. But when they walk in the supernatural, you're not vulnerable, right? Now, what, what happens is the, the, the spirit, the only way you can walk in the supernatural is to be born again. Once you are born again and you're baptized with the Holy Spirit, you become a new creature in Christ that Paul talks about. Now, it didn't say that you wouldn't struggle in your life. It just said you would be victorious over the struggles. Does that make sense? And see, if, and listen to me, it is impossible for uh, people, let's do husband and wives. It is po- impossible for husbands and wives, if both of them are born again and they live in the supernatural, to have a division. We were talking to uh, the praise team on yesterday, and I was telling them that Sister Gwen and I have not had a confrontation, a confrontation in 30 years, Right? Sister Gwen reminded me, no, 40 years. Right. So, but there's no, well, that's not, that's not hard. You know why it's not hard? If we both in the supernatural, we're in the same place. That's right. That's right. Right? So we don't have, you see, what we have, we don't have any divisions. We, she has an opinion and I have an opinion. So that's not a struggle. I'm not going to tell, my wife is, her opinion is her opinion. I honor her opinion. She honors my opinion. That's not called a disagreement. Do I see? 
That, that's, not called, that's not a disagreement. That's an opinion. When you honor each other's opinion, see, you can learn something from your wife, gentlemen. And she can learn something from you, right? So, you see, so what we're trying to do in here is we're trying to stop all these divorces and all this abuse. We hope we don't have it here. Now, Sister Gwen and I may have a little issue uh, this at, at noon after because she's a Raider fan and I'm a Green Bay Packer fan and they plan each other. So there could be a division over in my household over there. But, you know, so I want you all to get that. We need to get out of self. We need to get out of self. When we're out of self, we, not, we are not selfish, we selfless. That's right, that's right. And so then we can walk together and we can come to agreement. The scripture says two can't walk together unless they agree. Right. Well, they can't agree unless they're in the same spirit. That's right. So if we are walking together and we're in the same spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, then we have the same influence in our lives, right? And so the Holy Spirit is going to, that means Gwen ain't wrong, right or I ain't right, that means he's right. The Holy Spirit, because Jesus said he would bring us into what? The truth. So the truth is more important to me than my opinion if it's wrong. Do you understand? So we're trying to get to the point where we don't have all this. Y'all think, wait a minute, you all looking crazy when I said, when I said topless in Manhattan. Yes, in the state of Manhattan. It's going to be topless, right? So you know what's coming off next. Right. You know that's what's coming, because everybody's shocked. When you go and pull it up, you can pull it up, and it'll probably be in Lawrence next, and it'll keep going and going around. And the reason they say, pretty soon, see, we have a, a, a you can't bring a gun in here, right? Because there's a thing out there. So if you do, you can go to jail, right? Isn't it going to be something that one day Pastor Fields is going to have to get the guys together, Brother Roderick, and say, no guns, no nudity. <laughs> keep your clothes on. Where does, why, Oh, yeah. Oh, because, you know, hey, that's going to happen. Right. So what we're trying to do is get past that. Now, I see a lot of couples in here. I see a lot of couples in here and a lot of people in relationships in here. You don't need all that chaos and confusion in your relationship. Right. No, you don't. You don't need all that. If you got these Remember now, she can have her opinion. He can have his opinion. That's not a disagreement. Right. That's an opinion, an opinion. And that's a very good thing because we learn more from each other. You, listen here. If two people are the same, one ain't necessary. That's right. That's right. You see what I'm saying? So, so uh, that's right. That's right. So here's what happens. <laughs> Y'all got that. That's good. Uh, <laughs> that's good. That's good. So what happens is, is we understand that Satan comes, and this is my scripture. I've been using it for quite a bit. Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. But Jesus says, I come to give life and life more abundant. That's, right. That's what I want. I want life more abundant. I'm living that. I'm living that life more abundant. Well, we're going to talk about today how to get there. You see, how to get there, right? You understand what I'm talking about? Because we should be those that are, that if you, if you are in chaos and confusion in your home or in your life, you ought to be sick and tired of that, right? Well, pastor is going to tell you how to get, yes, 40 years. 40 years is a long time. We've been married 49, so, you know, and I've told y'all that I, if I was her, I'd have been out of that the first few years. But anyway, but, but here's what happened. Here's how, here's, there's a place that you can get to, right. and the Bible tells you how to get there. Right. All right? Now, here's what we're going to do. Now, Satan wants to kill y'all's relationships. I want you to all to know that, right? He wants to kill your relationships, right? right. He, wait a minute. No, and he wants to kill you, right? Right. You see, it is amazing. What do they call that? Venting? What is that thing they smoke and post comes out? Vaping. Vaping. Now, let me tell you something. 
if, if there was a restaurant and they told me everybody, people were eating in that restaurant and they was getting sick and some were dying, you wouldn't have to tell me Amen. not to go in that restaurant. That's right. But see, if you're in the lower nature, guess what it's going to say? It ain't going to happen to you. That's right. All right. But in the spirit, come on now, in the spirit, because the spirit will give you, you, visualize you the truth and say, this will kill you, right? right. So I don't want any of my people uh, to die. Now, Peter says in Acts 2 and 38. He says, repent. And let's talk about that. The first step to getting into the spirit, let's say this, spirit-filled life. Spirit-filled life. All right, now let me talk a little bit more here. We want to live a spirit-filled life. When we live, amen. amen. When we live a spirit, think I'm talking to the walls. Uh, well, I didn't want y'all to lie. Let me do it again. Because everybody may not want to live in a spirit-filled life, so I was wrong. Some of us want to live in a spirit-filled life. And we want the Holy Spirit to incarnate in us. That's what it's called. To incarnate in us, right? So that we can live that spirit-filled life, right? Because we don't want to lose. We don't want any divorces. We don't want any sickness. We want our children to be successful, right? Isn't that right? And, and, and remember, some of you in here don't have children. Now, wait a minute. You're a Christian. The Bible says you're mothers and fathers to the fathers and mothers, right? So we're all responsible for the children, right? We're, we are all responsible as Christians to teach other people, right? If Scripture says, Jesus says, let your light shine before men. So uh, uh, it's kind of shaky there until you get saved because there's a time that I wouldn't want my light to be, you know, because I was doing stuff in the dark. But so... Thank you. I'm glad somebody understands what I'm talking about. But now that I've taken this first step of repenting, it's okay that I, I'm living a spirit-filled life because my life now is worthy. Do you understand? Uh, okay, we got it. Here we go. Repent. Repent is a feel, to feel or express sincere regret. Now, repent is to feel or, 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 or you know, really, really hurt and regret. Now, that means when, see, a lot of people say when they're sorry, they're lying. Right. They just talking. They ain't feeling it. So when you, when you say you're sorry and you regret what you say, you're hurting inside because you hurt somebody. That's right. Are, are y'all with me? Right. Mm-hmm. To feel or express sincere affliction uh -huh. or remorse about one's wrongdoing. So, so, so when, when you say you're sorry, there ought to be some remorse about your wrongdoing. Right? We're not just saying that because we're trying to get the wife to cook dinner. Y'all grown folk up in here? We ain't just saying this for her to go back to bed with us, huh? Come on. Because y'all know how I am. Let's keep it real. Say, keep it real, Pastor. All right? You see, or vice versa. All right? When we say we saw her in this church, we mean it because we, we, have that we hurt her. We hurt him. We hurt our children. It hurts us when we hurt them. You can't have the Holy Spirit. No, you can't have the Holy Spirit and hurt somebody and not feel something. That's right. That's right. Because uh, God is what? Love. Right. All right, so when you love somebody, really love somebody, when you hurt that person, it ought to hurt you more than the person you hurt. And so that, when, and it hurts you so deep inside because you filled with the Spirit, we'll get to that, that you will never do that again. That's right. You ought to not say, have to say you sorry but one time about one thing. All right. Repent also is to have remorse about past conduct or sin. My past conduct and my sin. And what I mean is when I do that and I take 
inventory of what I've done. I have remorse of that past sin, and I promise myself I'll never do that again, and I'll never let my wife feel like that again, or husband feel like that again, or my children feel like that again, because I was wrong. All right? Do you know when you really got it going, you know this is good teaching. That's right. I don't care who listening. This is good stuff up here. All right? Here we go. So spiritually, repent is a change of mind or a conversion from sin. It's a change of mind, and I'm going to have a conversion the way my actions used to be. That's what ought to be in these households. And guess why you're here today? Not because somebody invited you, you thought that was it. You're here because you need to hear it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Never be ashamed of being taught how to live a better life. Never be ashamed of that. Have I been taught to be a better life? Never be intimidated by the truth ever because the truth will set you free. Right? All right. Is this good stuff? All right. Again, Peter said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. The first step to living a, 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 a spirit-filled life is to repent and ask Jesus Christ, take Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, and ask Jesus Christ to forgive you of your sins, and then go to some folks. That's right. That's, that's the first step. That's right. All right? The first step is a hard thing to say is, I'm sorry, and mean it in your heart. And I got it, I got it three times here by three different versions because I want you to get it. All right? The message says that Peter said, change your life. We got to change our lives. We need to change our lives. If we want to have joy in our life, we got to change our lives. We got to change the way we're living. Change our thought pattern. Yes, change our hearts. Change our spirits. We'll get into that, right? He says, turn to God and be baptized, each of you. He says, turn to God and be baptized. And he's talking about being baptized then, and then you get baptized with the Holy Spirit, all right? In the name of Jesus Christ, so your sins are forgiven. See, I want my sins to be forgiven. But guess what? It cannot, once my sins are forgiven, then I'm a whole different person. And when I become this different person, it hurts me to sin again. And it hurts so bad sometimes that I'll never go back that way because I'll never want to feel like that again. That's right. That's right. That's right. All right? Now, don't be upset at the messenger. There is no gospel of Johnny in here. This is the book of Acts, all right? This is the gospel talking to you. You know, people want to get upset at a pastor when he gets, or whoever's up here, the pastor speaking. Don't get upset at that. Thank God today that he he thought worthy enough of you to bring you into an environment to get a lesson. That's right. That's right. All right? The Amplified, it says, repent. Change your old way of thinking. So, see, when you repent and get saved, you don't think the same way. Your old way of thinking is different. Do you understand? I told someone once that the, the closer I got to Christ, the more beautiful my wife looked. Amen. You want to hear something that you all like? The closer I got to Christ, the more I could tolerate you. Amen. So Amen they man. thought I was going some other way. They should have known better. The more I got to love you. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more to passion than Sunday morning. That's right. Yeah. The song says, easy like Sunday morning? Yeah, but Monday ain't that way. All right, let's, get, let's keep going. All right. Again, change your old way of thinking. Change, say that. Change my old way of thinking. All right, here we go. Turn from your sinful ways. Turn from what? Our sinful, sinful ways. ways. 
accept and follow Jesus as the Messiah. And I'm going to accept and follow Jesus Christ as the Messiah. Amen. That's the life I'm trying to live. I'm trying to live like Jesus Christ. Christian means Christ-like. So when you say a Christian, that means you're trying to live like Christ. All right. Whether you, you could be a Muslim, okay, and they won't deny that there was, Jesus didn't walk on the earth. They won't deny his demeanor. They just didn't call the, him the Savior. So we Christians ought to be excited. Not we understand him as the Savior, right? And the life, huh? The life giver and the life giver through the Holy Spirit, right? Don't you feeling good about that? All right, here we go. And then it says you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then we will see the gift of the Holy Spirit. It's an inner thing. I was talking to Coach Patel. He, he was, he's got some kids that on, on Saturday they had a football game at Central, you know, DJ, right? And before the game started, some of his coaches, assistants, coaches told him, my kids are not ready to play. And they didn't. All right? And he was upset a little bit about it. He don't mind telling me. And I was telling him, you're coaching kids that's never won anything. So they, it's hard to have somebody to be hungry for something they never tasted. That's right. That's right. You see? So you have to work with them and gently... You know, you have to spoon-feed them until they're able to feed themselves. Because an athlete, a good athlete, the power comes from within. Do you understand? And the only thing we can do is tap into that. Because anybody can do the X's and O's in in coaching, but everybody can't touch the spirit. You see, and and next year, he's going to be an incredible school. That school's going to do really good because now he's speed fooling. The seniors won't get it. But those soft freshmen and sophomores and juniors, they're going to get a taste of what it's like. And it's going to change the whole directions of that team. That's what we're trying to do in here. That's right. We want you to taste victory in your marriages. Taste victory in your relationships. Taste victory in your, as an individual. You see, once you taste the sweetness of victory, you ain't want to taste nothing bitter again in your life. You see, you don't want to taste failure because you're used to the sweetness of victory. That's right. And that comes from within. Are you all with me? All right. How many, I see some of you all wrapped up in here. Would you, would, would you whoever you would, wise or whatever, you need to look at them people and say, I want to taste more sweetness in my relationship with you. Come on here. You see what I'm talking about? That's what it is. And that's done because it comes from the Spirit. And it's done because of life-changing lessons. Because I don't want us to ever taste bitterness again. I respect your opinion. And I want you to respect my opinion. And we're going to invite the Holy Spirit in to tell us what's right. All right. We're told in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 and 18, that whenever, whenever anyone turns to the Lord, mm-hmm. the veil is taken away. See, when you turn to the Lord, what is taken away? The veil. The veil is taken away. Man, there's nothing between me and him. Right. He takes it away. No more blinders. Yes. I can see now. Remember that song, I can see clearly now? Huh? I can see clearly because the veil is taken away. You see, let me tell you, because when you see the veil is taken away, you see your wife, your husband, your children, and you see people you don't like different. That's right. That's right. That's right. 
All right. Thank you. In verse 17, it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. The Lord is what? The Spirit. Okay. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You want to be free? Send your spirit. There are people incarcerated this morning that's more free than people setting up in churches. Because they're free in their spirit. They may be incarcerated in prison in their physical body, but they're free in their spirit. That's a shame. We got folks setting up in church that's in the bondage of sin. Failure, shame, blame. You understand me? You want to be free? Only Christ can set you free. And then he sends the Holy Spirit to keep you free. All right? Verse 18, it says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. I love this part here. Are being transformed into his image. We're being transformed into the image of Christ. We're being transformed into the image of God. You see? You see? That's called Godlike. You see, Godlike. Let me come down and help you a little bit. You see, that's why a lot of folks don't get me, because, you know, I really believe that. I'm Godlike. I've told y'all last week, when I become Godlike, I think I'm five, seven and a half, and I ain't going to tell you my weight. <laughs> but you, I'm a little man, right? I'm a million times bigger on the inside than I'm on the outside. Because I'm Godlike. When I have the Spirit of the Holy Spirit in me, you can't measure that by my physical being. That's right. That's right. Period. And it's the same thing with you. When you have the Spirit of the Holy Spirit in you, when you are filled with the Spirit, when you live in a life of the Spirit in you, nobody can measure how big you are. That's right. That's right. Do you understand? Because you're bigger on the inside than you are on the outside, right? The same spirit. Come on, stay with me because all of y'all ain't getting it. The same, when God said, let there be light, the Bible says, and the spirit moved, right? When he spoke, the spirit moved. The same way, the, that same spirit that he spoke is in you. That's right. That's right. Amen. Same spirit he spoke is in you. All right? Wow. But you got to make the transformation. Let me tell you something. Some of y'all going to be walking around like y'all's pastor in the morning. you be walking to work. Hey, what's, what's up? Right. Folks going to know what's wrong with you because you just walk in there like this here. But you walk up, you can't have the Holy Spirit and have your head down. You can't have the Spirit in you and have your head down. You understand? We can be intimidated, but we cannot be whipped. Huh? See, you understand? We may lose a battle every now and then, but we'll never lose a war. Are y'all with me this morning? Because of what's inside us. All right? Pastor, it takes that transformation. And it takes a transformation. Everybody say that, transformation. All right, and then I'm going to tell you what a transformation is, and once you believe what a transformation is, it's going to change your life, all right? First of all, it is to make a thorough or dramatic change in the form, appearance, condition, or character. It's going to, hey, I'm going to be a new somebody, a brand new somebody. You ain't going to know who I am in the, I am in the morning, you see, because I've changed. You cannot change. And allow the Holy Spirit to come in and be the same person. That's right. Look at me. Everybody look at me. That lie that people tell, well, you know who I am. That ought to be dead. That's right. Because nobody should know who, how you are. And you shouldn't accept how you are. You might want to say what you were, That's but right. that ain't who I am. All right. Transformation. 
Next, transformation is a change of heart in man. My, my heart has been changed. I've had a transformation. You can't have your heart changed and be prejudiced. You see, we're trying to get gun control and laws. That stuff ain't never worked, right? But when the hearts of men and women change, killing will stop. That's right. Abuse will stop. That's right. Of all kinds, right? All right. Again, transformation is a change of heart in man by which his or her disposition and temper are conformed to the divine image. My, my what? My disposition and my temper now is conformed by the divine image. Divine means spirit. So I'm easy now. I have a loving spirit now. I care about people now. It's totally different now because I made that change. I dare, I promise you, if you all put this in your households, it'll change your life. That's right. All right? Lastly, transformation is a change from enmity to holiness and love. Oh, you want to see holiness and love? You're looking at it. That's right. Now, are y'all with me? Look at somebody that's really in the spirit. You can see that. That's right. Look at your wife. Look at your husband. If you got this transformation, that's what you're looking at. You're looking at love. Right. You ought to be like this, guys. I'll help you out because y'all ain't got it together like you should. You ought to be looking at her smile and say, what you looking at? And I'm looking at love. Huh? I'm trying to help the brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Y'all right. should be saying, can you help a brother? I'm trying to help y'all out a little bit. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll, come, come on, ladies. Come on, ladies. She going to start walking different, no. talking different, come on. cooking different. Come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, you got to know this stuff. That's right. Okay, here we go. All right, here we go. Again, we're being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. He's the Spirit. You got the Spirit of the Lord in you. The Scripture calls it the indwelling Holy Spirit. Let me tell you what people are doing. They praying, looking up. I, told, I tell people all the time, let me come down here so you get it. I don't pray much anymore. I do more praising. Because I have the Holy Spirit, the indwelling Holy Spirit. What that means is I got the tools to do the things that come in front of me. That's right. So I ain't got to pray for that. All right, God's already blessed me with the tools, right? So I do a lot of praising unless praying for stuff. You understand what I'm talking about? When you have the spirit in your life, with that comes the tools to run your life. And then you have the fruit of the spirit. Somebody get that. Give me Galatians 5 and 22, and I'll talk to you, get it. When you get the Holy Spirit, let me tell you something. When you get the Holy Spirit in your life, you got all the tools to make your relationships work, it'll give you joy in your life because you got the tools. There won't be no division, no craziness in your household because when you have that, you have one at a time. You got them from it? Anybody can just yeah, start reading it. It. All right. it. says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. I'm going to have Lord. When I got the Spirit, the Holy Spirit gives me the fruit. You understand? You remember the old saying that said the fruit doesn't fall very far from the tree? Well, the Holy Spirit's the tree, right? And I'm, I've got the Holy Spirit, right? So the Holy Spirit gives me this fruit. And the first one I had is what? Love. You got love in your, in your home and in your life. Next. 
Joy. We're going to have joy, and joy is a strength. And I, here, let me tell you something. I can use joy as a strength. You know why joy is a strength? It's because when I go through a situation and, uh, 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 and I just get to feeling a little down, the, 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 the Scripture says, and I'll low and I'll always be with you. So what it does is I begin to get joy because God has promised me that I could get through. Wait a minute now. Here's what it says. There's n- when something goes wrong in my life, the Holy Spirit gives me joy because it says, oh, man, I love this. The Holy Spirit, gives, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So when I'm going through a situation or a circumstance, I got joy. I got joy because I'm leaning on his promises. Wait a minute now. Guess what? I have life and life more abundantly. So when life gets a little sick, I, got, I hear the spirit. Joy becomes a strength because I hear Jesus saying there, I'll give you life and life more abundant. You see? And it strengthens that situation. That's right. That's right. It strengthens what circumstance I'm going through. Because joy tells me, you're going to make it. What's the next one? And with joy comes peace. I got peace. This is what the Holy, we have in the Holy Spirit. Peace of mind. There used to be a guy called Ray Charles for you young people. And he used to have a song. Yeah, they don't know. Ray who? Ray Charles used to say, I used to think happy was a thing called money, but I'd give it all back. There's a song he would sing for a little bit of peace of mind. There ain't nothing like having peace of mind. The Holy Spirit gives you that. All right? And then he gives you patience. He get, well, Lord Jesus. And then he gives you patience. Y'all want me to be honest? Yes, sir. Next. <laughs> All right. And then you get kindness. Yeah, and then you get kindness. Then you get kindness. You can be kind to one another. Because you cannot help but being kind when you got the Holy Spirit. All right? And with kindness comes goodness. You got goodness. This is what the world needs, the fruit of the Spirit. You can't get that by laws. You can only get that through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Do you all understand me? Am I doing all right? Have you learned something this morning? All right. And then we get faithfulness. And we get faithfulness. And that's listen to me. Sometimes in the natural, my faith gets challenged and I fail. But when I'm in the supernatural, when my faith gets challenged, I become victorious. Are you all with me? Yeah. All right. Then gentleness and, then and gentleness. finally self-control. Then you go, wait a minute. Gentleness in every household. And listen to me, you ain't going to like it. You can't have the Holy Spirit and be out of control. That's right. Because the Holy Spirit is going to keep you in control. That's right. All right. Now verse 18 from the message says that nothing between us and God our faces shining with the brightness of his face. And so we are transformed much like the Messiah. We're transformed much like who? Jesus. Jesus Christ. That's what the transformation is. I walk as Christ. I talk as Christ. I think as Christ. I have the spirit of Christ within me. That transformation can only come when you have the spirit. All right? And then, Pastor, I like this part. Our lives gradually become brighter. Our lives becomes what? Brighter? And you more see, beautiful. Let me, what? I love that. And more beautiful, right? That's right. You see? See, I love this kind of stuff. This is easy for me to love this. I become a superstar. That's right. I become a superstar because my life becomes what? Brighter and beautiful. Get your head up. Somebody telling you you ugly. Who? Who? Really? 
My life is brighter and more beautiful because I have what? The Im- I'm, in, I'm created in the image of Christ. Yeah. You see, some, I don't need anybody to tell me how I look. You know, I am looking good, but I don't need nobody to tell me how I'm looking. That's right. Wait a minute. Let me, let me do this because it'll make it because y'all like me acting like me, right? Now, you think this dude good looking. You ought to see the one inside here. Come on. That's how you have to think. That's right. That's, right. That's how you have to think. That's how a Christian has to think. Get your head up. Walk upright. Quit letting other people mirror you. And look into the mirror of Christ. That's right. And your life will become more beautiful. Right? You don't need anybody to tell you who you are. You, they can't speak the words. Let me tell you this. The English language does not have the words to tell a Christian woman how beautiful she is. That's right. That's right. Amen. Say that. I didn't get what. Let me say. Let me do it this way. The English language does not have a word to tell us men how handsome we are. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. That's right. All right. Teach your kids this. Then they won't be bullied at school. They won't be man pleasers, women pleasers. You don't have to please anybody but God. And then when you please God, you please inside yourself. Oh, you're pleased with yourself. Ain't nothing Amen. like it. All right. Am I doing all right, Brother DJ? All right. I'm sweating now. We got to end this here in a minute because y'all know I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. I ain't trying to work that hard. All right, here we go. Again, our lives uh, gradually uh, become brighter and more beautiful uh, as God enters our lives and we become like him. When the Spirit begins in your life, the indwelling Holy Spirit gets in your life, you become beautiful because you become more in the image of Christ. Isn't that some good stuff? Now, how many of you believe this? Amen. Then don't ever be insecure again as long as you're on the face of this earth. That's right. That's right. All right. Now turn to Galatians chapter 2. I'm going to read verse 20 from the NIV and the voice. And it says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I have been crucified with Christ. That means... I died, the old person died, and a new person came, and I live as the new person that's Christ within me. Does that make sense? Old things pass away, all things become new. That's right, that's right. And that's you. All right? The voice says, I have been crucified with the anointed one. Meaning Jesus Christ. I am no longer alive. (laughs) But the anointed is living in me. But see, I'm no longer, the lower nature is no longer alive. But the new nature, the supernatural nature lives in me. And whatever life I have left in this failing body, I live by the faithfulness of God's Son. Whatever left in this thing here, I live by the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. Are y'all with me? All right. The only difference between you and and the movies is they wear a cape. Come on. You're super women in here. And supermen. That's right. Because you live in the supernatural. Come on, Christians. Come on, Christians. You see? We ain't going to be. I'm not one of these pastors going to tell you who God is. You ought to figure that out by now. I'm trying to get you to figure out who you are in God. All right? That's why we're told in Galatians 5 and 1 that it is freedom that Christ has set us free. I no longer live in what? Shame, blame, ever. 
I've been molested, abused, misused, but I, that is dead. I'm alive now in Christ. I have no past. I only have a future. Amen. All right? Say amen to that. Amen. All right? Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. I will never be a slave to anybody's opinion of me ever again in my life. Say that. I will never be a slave to anybody's opinion of me. That's right. That's right. Right? That's good stuff. And I will never be burdened down again by the yoke of slavery because I used to be burdened down by the yoke of slavery of guilt. I used to be burdened down by the burden of shame and blame. But I'm set free of that. That's right. That's right. I'm set free of that. I'm free this morning. I'm free of that. All right? Because we're told in Romans chapter 6, verse 6 through 7 and 14, that we know that our old self was crucified. My old self was crucified. It's dead. Somebody said, where's, where's John? He did. That's right. You want to meet a new one? Come on up. All right. Crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. Done. Done. I'm no longer ruled by my lower nature. Because the Holy Spirit now rules my life. And I'm not in the natural, I live in the supernatural. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are y'all with me? And done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin. We're no longer slaves to sin. Say that, I'm no longer a slave to sin. All right? Because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Anyone who's died physically and means as be renewed spiritually is set free. You don't live in this anymore. That's what that means. You live in what's in you. Oh, yeah. Come on, people. Last one. And my finally, father. for sin shall no longer be your master. Sin is no longer my master. Say that. Sin, sin is, is no, no longer, longer my master. master. Because I'm not under the law. Because I'm not what? Under the law. But under grace. But I live under God's grace. Come on. Give God a hand clap. Yes, God is good. God is good. Yeah, give him another hand clap. Come on, y'all can do better than that. 